You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. It's another Monday, and we're here. I've got uh, Jim Johnson with me. Hello, Dolphins. I've got Louis Argoni with me. Hello, Dolphins. How are you? Yeah, we've got a good bit to talk about uh, today. You know, sadly, Ryan's, Ryan Fitzpatrick's mom passed away Saturday, so he didn't make the scrimmage. And commendably, he's he was back at practice today. Glad to see that. Yeah, it's it's always easier to uh, put your head down and and grind at work rather than than dwell on the passing of your mom. It's it's always something that's so difficult to to deal with in your mind and your heart. And uh, I wish him all the best. And uh, you know, may his mom rest in peace. Absolutely, it's it's tough. It's it's a tough thing. You know, uh, if you've been through it, you know. But. Uh, this this guy's a leader. He's he is a leader, and uh, he knows where he needs to be. And I think that was uh, obvious today. I'm sure he'll take time off of the funeral and all that, and rightfully so. But the fact he came to work today says a lot about him. A lot of people were upset about uh, McMillan being traded. How did you guys feel about that trade? I uh, I haven't been a big fan of his, Mike. I mean, you know, I've been outspoken about him. During our podcast, uh, you know, I felt that he had to step up this year or else he was gone. Uh, this this was the season. I think we talked about it during last week or the week before's podcast. And I said that, you know, this is a big season for the guy. And I guess they felt in practice he just wasn't doing what they wanted him to do. And he wasn't getting the job done. I think he's a one-trick pony. And, um, you know, they traded him. And, and I'm fine with it. You know, I mean, listen, one thing we've learned from this regime is that if you're not getting the job done, you're not going to be here. And and I like the fact that they do that. You know, they're, 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 they don't it, – it doesn't matter where you were drafted. It doesn't matter where you came from, what type of contract you have. They are not they, – they're, they're there's no nonsense, basically, is what it boils down to. And um, I have no problem with it. Well, I think it boils down to they want to play a lot of nickel defense. And uh, with that nickel defense, they're going to have two linebackers on the field, probably Baker and Van Oy. Uh, so he would have had a very, very limited role had they kept him. And uh, I just don't think, you know, he fit into what they want from a linebacker. Yeah, I mean, we don't have world beaters, Mike, at that linebacker position. And there's not a ton of depth there. So... It, it says a lot about their thoughts on him. That's the mm-hmm. way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was kind of torn, especially in the beginning. I've always kind of been a fan of McMillan's play, but you know, basically because of his run-stuffing ability, and he excelled at that last year. Uh, but, you know, obviously the, the pass coverage was his weakness, and it was pretty bad at times. Uh, so they didn't have him on the field a lot, like you mentioned, Mike. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I – I don't often look at when I'm looking at players, you know, I'm, I'm right here and right now. What, what's he going to do for me this year? And even if we had kept him, this is the last year of his contract. So you know he's going to walk next year most likely because you're not going to give him a big contract. 
So this is the only time you're going to get anything for him in some sort of trade. So from that way, you know, I think it was a good move. If he doesn't fit your program, then move him while you can get something in return for him rather than him, him just walking away next year. Yeah, I mean, they had an option, you know, of uh, playing him this season and possibly re-signing him. Uh, I don't know what type of contract, you know, he would have warranted at the end of this season, but I'm sure they would have been more than capable of re-signing him if they felt he brought value to the team. Um, you know, and and the fact that we didn't get all that much, uh, to your point, Jim, is, you know, they, we were going to lose him at the end anyway, but if he had more value to a team we would have had we would have gotten more in return for him than what we did we really didn't get an awful lot for a guy that we spent the second round pick on and it, you know it's another failure as far as i'm concerned in regard to drafting players uh, it's that simple and uh you know it's got to stop at some point or else we're just going to be treading water year in and year out yeah no question it's uh you know one of the, one of gase's uh guys realistically Again, if he doesn't fit your program, I know we didn't get much, but it's, you know, a ham sandwich is better than going hungry if you're not going to get anything down the road. And at least this mm -hmm. way, we we have a draft pick for 2021. Uh, rather than having nothing, you know, we'd still have our fifth round pick. But, you know, that is uh, a substantial improvement from a fifth rounder to a fourth. So I, I'm okay with it. It's better than nothing, like you said. And, and look, he... It's obvious how they felt, so there's no reason to belabor it. Um, we have 13 days until kickoff. Do you think the team is ready? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, Mike? We're not saying I'm on the field, so uh, you know you would hope they'd be ready. I think that the offense, uh, you know, should be ready. I mean, Fitzpatrick, he missed one day of practice, two days. He missed one last week too, didn't he, when yeah. he left? Yes. So uh, you've got a veteran guy there, and the receiver, Parker's a veteran, and you got two veteran running backs. So in that aspect, they should be good to go. The offensive line, obviously, is going to be the question mark. Uh, Gasicki's coming into his third season. So, I mean, these guys all have – they're all familiar with each other. So – in regard to that passing game and the running backs, as I said, they've been in the league. They have their feet wet. So I think the offense will be fine. The defense, to me, there's a ton. I mean, a ton of new guys there. And, I mean, my goodness, you know, with this McMillan situation, uh, you know, you've got another opportunity for somebody else, uh, to, you know, to, to fill in. I mean, Beagle's gone for the year. So you've got two linebackers that you were really depending on on that defensive side of the football that aren't going to be there now. So the defense I, I'm a little concerned with as far as being ready. Um, I think on the offensive side, you know, there's a lot of stability there. And I think they're going to probably be a little bit ahead of the defense. Interesting, because I would think the other way around. Did you? Yeah. And why is that, Mike? Because I think it takes longer generally for offense, and we have you know an offensive line that has a lot of youth on it, and uh, it should probably take them a little bit of time before they get the communication down and they gel. And I, I just think it, it's a longer process for the offense, generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Mike. I mean, you know, what, what squad was better last year? 
Well, yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's talk uh, about Saturday's scrimmage for a second. Uh, okay, go ahead. Rosen and Tua both uh, quarterbacked, and uh, Rosen was eleven of twenty-four for one hundred and forty-three yards. Okay. He threw a touchdown and an interception. Mm-hmm. Tua was eleven of twenty-three for one hundred nineteen yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. So I would say that those two quarterbacks are not not quite ready for prime time. Right. I agree. You know, it's obvious that that maybe if Fitzpatrick was here, it uh, would go better because he he has experience with the offense. These guys are still learning it. Uh, so you know, again, it's just an indication that the offense is a little bit behind the defense. Agreed. I mean, listen, you know, you look at the defensive side, Mike, and um, you know, getting back to my point in regard to this, and you look at the guys that are the projected starters. And uh, there's only a couple of guys, you know, the guys in the middle, Gotchow and Wilkins, and right. maybe one or two others, Xavier, uh, you know, you got McCain, who, what, played half a season last year, Rowe, who played, what, four or five games near the end at safety. It may have been a few more, but there, there's a lot of question marks over there where on the offensive side, you know, especially at the skill positions, Everybody's pretty much set, and uh, you've got a veteran in Karras at center, which is going to help, um, you know, as well, I think. You know, it, well, yeah, it's Flowers is a veteran too, but they exactly, all have to get on right. the same page, and that's that's the challenge. But, uh, you know, maybe we're both right. Maybe neither side is ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be the tiebreaker here. I'm going to I'm going to go with you on this one, Mike. I think that offensive line is going to be a little bit messy in the beginning, uh, even with Karras and and Flowers in there. Uh, but they're still they haven't played with one another. They don't know everybody's tendencies, and and this is going to be a problem. No no question. We got so many new bodies on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, we're going to be st- probably starting three rookies on the offensive line, uh, at least two anyway. Uh, like you said, uh, Lou, realistically on defense, the only returning linebacker we're going to have is Baker. Uh, you know, we do have Sam McGuavin and, and Van Ginkle coming back, but uh, Van Ginkle didn't play much except towards the end. Uh, so there is so many more moving parts now, but I still think with Wilkins, Godchow on the defensive line, you got McCain. Row, row, talk about McCain because he's he's the guy who keeps it all together. That was my next two guys, Row and McCain of returning, uh, and then Xavier Howard. You also got Nick Needham that's most likely going to be in the fold. So there will be some guys out there that know how to get the communication done on defense, and I think it's a little bit simpler on defense than it is to get all that detail-oriented stuff done on offense. Well, I hope I hope you guys are right. But all I can tell you is this, is that you've got a secondary. You've got four guys back there and the guys in front of them that just have never played with each other. And, um, I mean, it, it's a big question mark. And then you got two defensive, two defensive ends here as well that haven't played. So you've got, you know, you, you've got a lot, a lot there – to, to get on the same page with on that defensive side. Now, it may be a little bit easier to play defense, you know, uh, than it is to block. Uh, you know, that that we can go back and forth with all day. But, um, you know, I think simply because of Fitzpatrick and the, and the receivers that are coming back, 
I think they I think they're going to have an advantage. I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with the offense, uh, you know, when the season starts. Well, if Fitzpatrick keeps pulling stuff out of his shorts to to win ball games, I think we're going to be fine. Let me ask you, is is Howard back in practice? Is he practicing yet? He is getting ready to. Okay, yeah, he's, he's getting ready to. So he yeah. hasn't even seen a field, and we're two weeks away. I mean, that's another big question mark, and that you know that's another factor that you have to have well, in Parker, there now. Parker is the same. Yeah. He, yeah. All right, Parker hasn't been playing. Correct. But Parker played all last year, Mike. That's my, that's the difference. I mean, you know, we, we didn't see right. um, we right. didn't see Howard, X-Man Howard all last year. Right. Exactly. exactly, and he worked with Fitzpatrick. Uh, the pos- a positive on that defensive side has been Noah. Uh, he's been fantastic, from what I've read, in regard to practicing. Uh, no, no you know, who? Practice- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying his last name, Mike. <laughs> Igbenogany. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you, Jim. A big thank you. Um, you know, he's actually looked very, very well from everything I've read. Obviously, you know, we just have to go with what, you know, what we're hearing, but, um, they said he looks like a a very, very good football player. So that's a positive. Yeah. I'm excited about him. I, you know, he's young, he's going to get burnt, but I'm excited to watch him play. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about roster changes. There are some this year and people probably should be aware of them. All 32 teams can carry 16 players on their practice squad, including six veteran players, which is different. Uh, That means experienced players across the league could end up on the practice squads this season. Teams are allowed to protect four players on the squad every Tuesday. Uh, Once the Dolphins choose their four players, no other team can sign them to their 53 roster that week. Another major change includes the injured reserve designation. Unlimited players can return from injured reserve after three weeks. Uh, that means you could possibly see a guy who pulls a hamstring uh, put on injured reserve and, and taken off three games later. Uh, now, this is separate from the uh, COVID reserve list. Now, under the uh, 2011 CBA, teams were allowed to dress 46 players from their 53-man roster for a game. Under the new deal, they can dress 47, and they're also allowed a 48th player as long as the game day roster includes at least eight offensive linemen. Uh, the Dolphins and the rest of the league will be able to promote a player from the practice squad to the active roster up to 90 minutes before game time. The other thing that people should be aware of is uh, teams can fine players $50,000 for refusing to be tested for COVID, and a player can opt out should a family member become affected uh, with the uh, COVID-19 virus. So, uh we're not guaranteed everybody's going to stay on the team this year. Right. Yeah, and that's happened a lot in baseball where guys have opted out, you know, once the season has started. What we want to avoid is guys coming down with the COVID or testing positive. I mean, that that's, you know, I, honestly, I don't know what game plan they have in place. I've talked about this before if we miss a game or two, but uh you know, you can't go a couple of weeks without playing a football game and then come back and expect to be sharp. I think, you know, weekly playing week to week is, is, is such a key. And I just hope we don't have any interruptions during the course of the year. Yep. I think the coach would agree with you. And we went through the roster and uh, I came up with, you know, my 53 that I think will make the roster. Uh, I'd like to go through that and have you guys uh, give me your version of what you think will be we can do it position by position 
And I think at quarterback, we'll all probably agree if it's Patrick Rosen and Tua going to make the team. Agreed? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, running back, I kept four. Howard, Brito, Laird, and Gaskin. Same here. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not much past that. Um, You know, it's interesting because there's not a lot of depth behind Howard and Brita, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you've got two big question marks there, but, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Well, do you think they should go after Fournette? Um, I don't think so. I mean, not with Howard and Breida there already. I mean, if they had a, a good, young, solid running back on this roster uh, to maybe compete with Laird and Gaskin, and honestly, I don't see it, then, um, you know, I I think about those two guys possibly not making the team, but I think they're going to make the team simply because there's just no other competition there. Well, they're saying Gaskin's had a pretty good camp, so we'll have to see. Yeah, yep. I'd be okay with Fournette. Except he's not very good in the passing game, and now you're gonna if you if we were to sign him, uh, it would have to be relatively cap friendly. You can't pay him eight, nine, ten million dollars, uh, and that's liable to be a bidding war over his services. So the price is probably going to be high. But you know now you've got Howard and Breida that you've just brought in and free agent deals. Now you're going to have three free agent running backs. That's that's just too messy for me. I I would be reluctant at best to uh, to bring him aboard. Yeah, I, I don't think it justifies the cost personally. No, it doesn't make sense. Not with Howard. It, had you not signed Howard, it's a whole different situation. Right. I mean, you can't go into the year with with the roster as such. But with Howard being here, I mean, you know, Fournette's an, another Howard basically. I mean, that's exactly how I see it. Yeah. So. Well, we have we haven't released Bellage yet, so. Well, <laughs> that's that that's <laughs> pending, uh, yeah. but it's definitely going to happen. Uh, there's no way they're going to keep Bellage. There's no reason to. They no. they gave him away for a reason. Mm-hmm. At receiver, I've got Parker and Williams. Obviously, I've got Grant, Ford, Perry, and I think maybe Chester Rogers. Yeah, I think Rogers is making this team. There's no question about it. I think he's, you know, I mean, he he may actually be better than Ford. Um, so he's making the team. Um, those, uh, I would go with the guys that you mentioned, Mike. No, I've sure. got I've got six. So that's the number that I went with. Mm-hmm. Uh, at tight end, I've got three: Gusicki, Sheehan, and Smythe. Or Shaheen, however you pronounce his name. Yeah, basically, I'm the same. And and Smythe is just because we. We may need a an, an extra body out there you know, for he's, offensive he's, lineman. I think he's improving uh, from what I'm hearing. I mean, you never, you never know on these reports because, you know, they're coming from writers and they all have their own opinions. But it seems to me that he's, he's catching more passes this offseason. So we'll see if that translates to the games or not. Mike, do you have Cox making this team? Tight end? Cox, Chandler Cox. I mean, we're full back. Oh, no, I do backs. not. I do not. No, I'll, I'll, okay. I, I don't because Landon Roberts can fill that role. Okay. So Cox is going to be a casualty. He is. Is what you're thinking. And I'll, I'll list you my cuts later. Okay. At offensive tackle, I've got Austin Jackson, Jesse Davis, Robert Hunt, and Julian Davenport. At offensive guard, I've got Eric Flowers and Solomon Kinley. And I've got Ted Karras and Michael Dieter at center, and obviously Dieter can also play guard if needed. 
same basic batch that I have. There's only so many bodies that are trending up per se. Uh-huh. And those those are the eight that I've got as well. Okay. Yeah, I so, think Dieter's got to step up, Mike. I mean, well, I we all do, that, but, but I mean, he, he, go ahead. I, I don't think we have anybody better than him. Let's put it that way. You know, right. that, that that's below him, but we'll see. I mean, you know, somebody could surprise, that could be a surprise cut. Who knows? Yeah. But they're working them out at backup center, and they've spent a lot of time doing that, and they cut the other backup center they had in camp. Yep, so that right. makes me think he's making the team. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that if, if they keep everybody that I said, that's 24 players on offense. Did you have Sutherland, Mike? Is no. that Okay, gotcha. He's on, uh, he's on my uh, – right there at the cusp on my list, uh, Lou, uh, Sutherland. Right, because he can play center as well. I'm just, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it'll make sense to you when I get further down. Go ahead. The defensive end position: uh, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, Avery Moss, and Jason Strobridge. Okay. At defensive tackle: uh, Christian Wilkins, Devon Gachow, Raekwon Davis, Zach Seiler, and uh, Brandon Bryant. Five tackles. Yes. Yeah, I I had everybody that you mentioned except for Avery Moss, but uh, you know, can't hurt to have an extra body. That's well, for that's sure. A, yeah, that's a defensive end. So, yep. uh, um, at linebacker, I've got Van Oy, Van Ginkle, Trent Harris, Jerome Baker, Gruger Hill, Landon Roberts, who, like I said, can also play fullback if needed, and uh, Sam Equivon. They keep. Yeah, at this point, that, that that's everybody that's left pretty much in camp for the most part. For the most part, yeah. 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 Uh, at cornerback, I've got Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenogany, Jamal Perry, and Nick Needham. Mm-hmm. At free safety, Bobby McCain, Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, Clayton, and I'm going to butcher this name, I'm sure, but uh, Fedstone, and uh, Kevon Frazier. So I have 26 on defense, 24 on offense, and three specialists, uh, Sanders, Hack, and uh, Blake Ferguson, the long snapper. Mm-hmm. Now, the practice squad, I've got 17, and it, it's obviously 16, but I'll tell you why in a minute. I've got Queer uh, uh, Nito on there, and uh, he, they get a roster exemption for him. So I don't know where he's going to be, but wherever it is, they should have an exception for him, whether it be the practice squad or the active roster. Now, on the practice squad, I've got Danny Isadora, offensive guard. I've got offensive tackle Jonathan Hubbard. And I've got uh, center guard Keaton Sutherland or Shaq Calhoun, one of the two. Uh, running back, Salvin Ahmed. Tight end, Nate Weeding. Tight end, Chris Merrick. Wide receiver, Mac Hollins, who can also long snap. And uh, wide receiver, Kirk Merritt. On defense, I've got cornerback Tay Hayes. I've got cornerback Ken Webster. I've got cornerback Dietrich Nichols. I've got defensive back Nate Brooks. I've got safety Nate Holly. Uh, Nito, I just spoke about. I've also got Benito Jones, Calvin Munson, and uh, reserve non-football injury defensive end Jonathan Ledbetter. Now, right now, he's not on the roster. You know, he's on reserve non-football injury. So we'll see what happens with him. 
Uh, but I do think he may end up on the practice squad once he comes off that list. Now, as far as cuts, I've got Ricardo Lewis, Andy Jones, Gary Jennings, Matt Cole, and Andy Jones. Those are all, uh, I'm sorry, I listed Andy Jones twice, but those are all receivers. So that's Lewis, Jones, Jennings, and Cole. Offensive tackle, Adam Penke. Uh, safety, Jeremiah Dinson. Linebacker, Kalan Johnson. Fullback, Chandler Cox. Defensive end, Tashawn Render. Linebacker, James Crawford. So how do you guys feel about my roster? Your practice squad is very similar to what I have with a, a couple of minor tweaks. Uh, I kind of like uh, wide receiver Ricardo Lewis. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of him. But so who, you know, who would you replace? Would you replace uh, Hollins or Merritt? Probably Hollins. Uh, okay. Just because I I don't know something about him. I, I want to try to see him see some more of him without uh, have him going somewhere else. Yeah, and let, let's just say this, uh, Jim. You know, yeah. we're we're doing this not seeing a lot of these players. Oh. So you know, this is this is you know like uh, throwing a dart at a dartboard. It could land anywhere. Oh, and, exactly. Uh, this is yeah. all just just storytelling. This is just listening to yeah. reports and yeah. you know that type of nonsense. So. You know, we could be accurate. We could be way off. That's just the way it goes. It's an odd, odd off season. Yep. And I would also keep uh, Chandler Cox in the wings. And I'll tell you why. Because if something happens to Howard, we don't have a power running back. So well, have, have we seen him to think that he's capable? Well, who else is going to do the job? That's that's my theory is. Gaskin? Yes, uh, yeah, he's not your he's not your short short yardage back. I wouldn't think, but uh, that's that would be my thought process is uh -huh. to keep Cox in the fold. So okay, they may. Yep. How about you, Lewis? Yeah, no, I agree with Jim in regard to Cox. I think he makes the team because he's a little bit more versatile than some of the guys that you had uh, making the team. Um, you know, I think he can do a few a few things. You can line him up maybe a tight end. You put him in short short yardage, you know, goal line uh, as a blocker or possibly a runner. In well, case I've got Christian Wilkins who can run the ball. I've got uh, Landon Roberts who can run the ball. So I'm not, not overly concerned about the fullback position. That's, that's how I'm thinking. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, it's just a matter of which way you want to go with it. Well, who's your offensive coordinator, Mike? Well, we talked about him a few shows ago, right? Chad <laughs> right. Gilly. Right. So I, I think he stays. I think Cox stays. Other than that, I mean, you know, it's you know, we can go back and forth on a few guys, oh, yeah. but I, I oh, was yeah. fine with I was fine with um pretty much everything. And you know, it it's really hard to evaluate these guys when you're not seeing them. Um, you know, there's not anybody as as Jim mentioned in regard to the receivers, a guy like a Ricardo Lewis, I mean, without us seeing him uh, making plays in football games, it's very difficult. Very difficult. To, you know, to sit here and, and discuss these guys and who's going to make the team and who's not. Um, so, you know, we, we just got trust in the coaching staff. I'm sure they're going to pick the right guys. They're making moves already. They've We've seen that happen over the last week. Oh, and so there's, there's no question they're going to churn the bottom of the roster. You know how it goes. Uh, you know, after everybody makes their cuts, there's going to be a couple of guys out there that they like better than some of the guys that they have. Yep. All right. So have you guys got any other thoughts on the roster? 
well, it's it's quite a lot more talented than last year's roster. So how those pieces fit together remains to be seen, but I'm I'm very optimistic about the potential ceiling for the team moving forward. Yes, it's going to be exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'll touch on this with the offense. You know, the fact that you've got a lot of returning players that all played with each other in regard to the passing game helps a lot. Uh, you've got, you know, Fitzpatrick Parker, Williams, Gasecki, Grant, all of these guys played together, and I think they're all going to be on the same page. I don't think they're going to miss a beat. You know, especially with Fitzpatrick, he he finds a way of getting the football down the field to these guys one way or another. Um, you know, the veteran running backs are going to help quite a bit. So, you know, it is a much more talented uh, group per se. But we guys, we still got a long way to go. I mean, obviously, the couple of moves that we've made so far this you know this year in regard to uh, some of the players and the guys that were on this roster last year, and a guy like McMillan who going into last season, we, we felt was a very, very important part of our team going forward is no longer here. And, um, you know, again, you know, we, we got a long way to go. I think the secondary should be extremely solid if everybody stays healthy. And that's a positive, obviously, have an X-man back. So it is, and to, to your point, Jim, it is a much more talented group of football players. But, um yeah, you know, we've still got a long way to go. You know, yeah. a couple of go ahead. Well, I, I, you know, I'm looking at the receiver position, and you know, if Parker goes down or Williams goes down, you really don't have that next guy who can step in and replace that production. Uh, we can talk about Ford, but he hasn't really been tested over any length of time. Um, you know, and and same at running back. You know, if Howard goes down, do you have that guy who can replace him like we spoke about earlier? Right. Breda, you know, his speed you're not going to be able to replace if he goes down. So, you know, it, the, the, the skill positions are thin. At tight end, if Kasiki goes down, we've got nobody that can replace his production, I don't believe. So... You know, we, oh, can't no. we, we can't afford injuries in those areas on the offensive side of the ball. And, and on defense, uh, we've got a little more depth, um, but not a great amount of depth. Uh, you know, if you lose Van Noy, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, if you, if if you, you lose, lose any of the linebackers, Mike, um, yep. you know, Baker, any of them. I mean, there's not a lot of depth there. Go ahead. There's not a lot of depth there. Um, quality depth. I don't want to see Sam Equo on playing. Uh, I really don't. So, right. you know, and on the defensive line, you've got Wilkins, you've got God Chow, you've got Raekwon Davis. But beyond that, you know, there's not much there. Defensive end, Avery Moss is not a guy you really want to see getting a great deal of snaps. We'll see about the rookie, you know, uh, Strobridge. So, you know, there, there are areas where the team is thin, and, and that's the concern. Safety as well, Mike. You know, you yep. could throw safety into that mix too. I mean, you got two guys there that – that don't have a ton of experience at that position. And um, beyond them, I mean, you know, there's there's not a lot of depth there either. So, yeah, I mean, the roster has to get – the roster has to get uh, better. You know, it, you know, over the course of this season, we got to hope that some of these guys that we've drafted, 
you know, guys like Van Ginkle and a couple of the offensive linemen. Um, Brandon they, Jones, they a safety. You know, we, we right. don't know what we're going to get out of him. You know, he all may of, step in there and, and be able to replace one of the uh, starters. We don't know. Absolutely. It's all over the place. And so, you know, it's as again, back to Jim's point, you know, it's it's a much more talented roster than we had last year, but there's not a lot of depth and we still got a long way to go. Exactly. I think we said something about this a year and a half ago that this was this was a three or four year process and and we're in yep. year we're in year two so uh, we still got we still got a ways to go. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, I'm sorry about the frog. Uh, he almost drowned in a rainstorm, and I guess he's telling his neighbors. <laughs> uh, our next show is going to be recorded Wednesday evening next week, and uh, it will post early Thursday or possibly late Wednesday night. And that's going to be the regular routine for this show. And uh, then on Mondays, we'll have our uh, game recap, and uh, that'll post probably Monday afternoon sometime or early evening. So that's, that's our schedule, and uh, that'll start up uh, next week. Obviously, the Monday show will be in two weeks. Any questions, guys? Oh, ready to go. Need ready some to go. football. Yeah, gotta watch. I'm gotta anxious. see it. Yeah, can't wait for that first kickoff. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I love watching a young team grow, and we're gonna get to do that, and that excites me. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people want to see wins and all that kind of stuff, but what I want to see is players progress. I want to see that next linebacker that's going to be like a Zach Thomas or a Nick Bonacani or a John Offerdahl, you know, I, I want to see players come in and just make a name for themselves. And hopefully we've got some rookies that can do that. So with that, guys, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week. Fins up. Fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 